Welcome to The Boundless Self, a podcast that is here to explore all of the ways in which we limit ourselves. Together, we will explore the deep, messy, exciting, and often uncomfortable topics to identify and heal everything that keeps you from believing in your boundless potential. I'm your host, Kathleen McBride, and becoming boundless changed everything for me. Now I run a life and a business embracing my own fears and helping people all around the world to believe in themselves. Tune into each episode and join me on your journey of becoming your most boundless self. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Boundless Self. I'm so excited that you're here today. How are you? And I encourage you to take a moment right now just to really check in with yourself, Like take a deep breath wherever you are. Take a big deep breath in. Sigh it out and let it all go. And I just want to remind you before today's episode, feeling really called to almost slap you across the face with the loving reminder that you are enough. That no matter what you have done, no matter what you haven't done, no matter whether you have made action towards your goals, no matter whether you've done what it is that you've wanted to do, I want to remind you that you are enough. I want to remind you that you are worthy just because you are and that your self-worth is not impacted or it doesn't get to change dependent on the goals that you do or don't achieve this year. We're coming to the end of January, which can be a a chilling time for some realizing that the first month of the year has gone by and maybe you've made you know many actionable steps towards your goals or maybe you haven't. But I'm here to remind you right now that that's okay. Where you are right now is more than okay and it's perfect and it's part of the path that you are on and you don't need to always be pushing and striving for more. You're safe to feel content. You're safe to remind yourself that this right here, right now is enough. You are enough just because you are. So now that we've got that beautiful thing out of the way, today's episode is very It's so exciting, so fun. We are joined by my amazing friend and fellow coach, Kendall, and we are talking all about the right way to do a breakup. It's a deep, vulnerable episode filled with many laughs, as well as some vulnerable stories and shares and our best tips and tricks on how to navigate the really tricky time of a breakup. And what's really cool about this experience is Kendall and I share our really different experiences with breakups and our really different advice. And I think that's awesome. I know you're going to enjoy this episode is filled with so much gold. Everything that we've talked about and there will be in the show notes, any links that we mention, any books that we refer to, I will do my best to put them all in the show notes. Okay. Kendall and I are both the coaches ourselves. If you're wanting to work with either of us, please make sure that you reach out. I will put both of our links in the show notes and I cannot wait to dive in with you. This is a two part episode. So part two will be coming to you very, very shortly. And part two is all about dating again with an anxious attachment style. And Kendall is back and jamming with us on that. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Boundless Self. And today is a special episode two of my first in-person, well, actually no, my second in-person recording in my in-home studio which is very very exciting and today I'm joined by the amazing Kendall who is a woman's empowerment and trauma coach and today we're going to jam on the right way to do a breakup and how to date again successfully with an anxious attachment style so welcome to the show Kendall thank you so much for being here hello thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be jamming on these topics that are just like they're so 
top of mind for me and relevant in my life and where I'm at, but they're just so relevant for so many women that I work with because everyone's been through a breakup. Mm. It's sort of like a universal experience. It's a universal pain. It's a universal heartache. Sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely sucks. And it's one of those things that you don't know how much it sucks until you go through it. Mm. And then when you, when you go through it and you sort of come out the other side, and the idea of opening your heart up again can be terrifying, particularly mm-hmm. if you are on the side of like a of a unsecure um, attachment style. Yes, so, so is- we're going to link them together today, yeah. right? Because once you go through a breakup, the next thing you want to start doing, once you've figured out how to get through that horrible part, you want to start figuring out how to date again, right? You want to learn from your mistakes. You want to find a partner that actually loves and adores you and that you love and adore and can build a life with. So we're going to jam both sides of that today, which is very amazing. So thank you, Kendall, for being here. And do you want to just tell us just a a little bit of a spiel about you? So you're a woman's empowerment coach. You work specifically around trauma. What got you into the work that you do? Yeah, so the elevator pitch thing always like (laughs) me out a bit because I feel like I well, so much. you do need to pitch us right now. <laughs> like, oh my God, what do I say? Um, because I do feel like my coaching really does like encompass so much. And I think I sort of started out as your classic life coach mm-hmm. and life coach is such a broad umbrella. You work mm-hmm. through so much and I still take a very like life coach approach to the clients I work with and the, the programs that I run because there are so many different parts of our lives but they all go together to make us who we are you know the relationships our work our career our our purpose our emotions our past experiences they all come together to create who you are now so they're all completely relevant um when you are doing that deep emotional work but that is is my zone of genius is the deep emotional work particularly around past trauma um i love and it's a weird thing to say when i say i love talking about like reading about honing into past traumatic experiences and how they have formed you as you are today how they have massively influenced your current beliefs your current behaviors your patterns and relationships is my current like (laughs) little fixation um which is perfect that we're doing this because it so plays into that um and how i got into this was my own journey my own journey about three years ago i um, had lost my job i decided that i wanted to give up my corporate marketing career because it was just not filling me up I was... giving up a corporate job shocking i know i know you mean it didn't fulfill you yeah. doing the thing that my parents have forced me into <laughs> doing didn't actually work for me i know and it was in that process of realizing that the corporate world didn't fit for me i realized how much of my life i or my that reality at that time I had created for other people mm, to try oh and please yes. my parents to try and do what was expected of me mm. to try and do the right thing it's the shoulds eh it's the, the shoulds. shoulds and the I need to please others I need to approve others in order to be loved as I am in order to feel enough in their eyes and that's where it comes into that really funny thing of your definition of success right like what is your definition of success versus what is your parents definition of success and what things are you doing for them and what are you doing for you and a big part of finding yourself is finding your definition of success right and I'd say we're both coaches I think the reason why we connect so much is because we do We love the deep shit. We love the deep work. We love to understand why, you know, people are the way they are and empower them to understand, heal and make a change. But I think what's really, really important here is 
learning to let go of the shoulds is the key to finding your authentic self, to finding your true seat of self, to finding who you are, your purpose, your clarity, your confidence, because you're not going to be confident and happy in a life that's not yours. You're not going to feel fulfilled in a life that's not yours. And so many like you must work with this is probably the the main reason why people come to me is because they've had some sort of moment where they've realized my life isn't mine i'm doing all these things i'm living this life i'm acting in these ways that are just so frankly fucked and as to what i would have imagined my life to be like yeah yeah and that was the I, i completely agree i see it in clients that come to me as well where they have those sort of light bulb moments or sort of out of body experiences where they're like, what? what yeah. where, where am I? And it often shows up as being, and it showed up for me as well, just feeling stuck and stagnant and alienated to your own life. Yeah. And I was feeling that trying to fill this undescribable hole in me with partying, with alcohol, mm-hmm. with shopping, with my relationship, like all of these pieces to try and make me feel whole mm-hmm. or try and f- make me feel like I was living a life that lit me up yeah. because quite frankly, I wasn't because I was living a life for yeah. other people. And you just someone chase, other's definition of success. Yes. And you chase almost that high. Like I know for me, alcohol, partying, relationships, sex, like they were all you had that element of a high to it, right? And that's what you're chasing. And the high that you fucking get when you're living a life that is yours, that you love, that I'm telling you right now, that high, that high is so much fucking better than the high. Because it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. It doesn't come with a huge spike and then crash you back down. Yes. And it's not outside of you. Yes. It's in you. It's within your capacity and your control and your essence. Whereas we get caught in the trap and that's why relationships and breakups are so important to talk about. We get caught in the trap of believing that what's outside of us is what matters. It's what gives us our value and our worth. And that leads us perfectly into, like it sounds like I know you've had your journey with a breakup, as have I. Um, the last episode I did on breakups was pretty was the most popular episode I've ever done. So <laughs> welcome back, friends, if you're here for this. Um, we're going to talk first about the right way to do a breakup. And I know that Kendall is the perfect person to share and for us to jam about this because breakups fucking suck. We all know it. It hurts. It's painful. It rocks you to your core. You question who you are. You feel like you've lost a life and we're going to go with the approach that there is a right and wrong way to do it so why don't we start what is the wrong way to do a breakup (laughs) what is the fucking wrong way the wrong way to do a breakup and i i would like to say that it seems obvious but i know it's not it's It's not not. yeah and this is me not shaming people if you're listening to this and uh, and you're going oh that is how i deal with the breakup for what i'm about to explain like this is not to shame you maybe just lovingly shining a little light on some <laughs> that might need some a healing a little bit of well, light I think loving also, light yeah loving light and also really important to remember that again society movies tv shows they tell us how to process a breakup right oh. which is numbing binging even the you know the rebound the idea of a rebound like what the fuck even is that you know um so many people don't believe in it but we see it like bridget jones it's a classic movie that's coming to mind we see her on the couch eating drinking so upset so just absolutely heartbroken with her life and the reason that we think breakups go that way is because that's what we've learned right we've learned that those are the coping mechanisms that will get us through pain Mm. and i mean to an extent it's not necessarily 
wrong to rely on the cozy coping mechanisms, Mm. but it really comes down to are the coping mechanisms healthy for you in the long run Mm. or are they a short-term fix? Yeah. And And how long are you just... Exactly. Sometimes you need to sit on the couch Mm -hmm. or not get out of bed and eat ice cream and watch Netflix because you've cried your eyes out all all day long or for two weeks and you're just like, I just need a fucking break. (laughs) And that's okay. I think the wrong way to go about a breakup is channeling all your energy into distraction mode mm-hmm. because we all know right as you just said breakups fucking suck that's some of the worst pain i think yeah you could even like that feeling of your heart just dropping and sinking you know literally yeah. feeling your heart break and ache mm-hmm. and not having the ability to put it back together and also like you can explain heartbreak but it's not like it's a physical thing that you can fix mm. it's often not a physical sensation in your body that you can actually locate like we can say my heart is breaking mm. or I'm, it's not I'm like a hurting. broken wrist or something exactly yeah. it's it's a whole body sensation and it's really a big part of the coaching work that I do is about being in your body and yeah. noticing those sensations and processing those sensations because every time you deny yourself the experience of feeling an emotion you are pushing it down you are suppressing mm-hmm. it and your body is not a bottomless pit mm-hmm. with unlimited capacity to, to store all these emotions mm-hmm. the emotions will absolutely bubble up out of you at some point <laughs> so if you're in an inconvenient point and in ugly ways and it's just like the worst whether that's like an emotional breakdowns angry outbursts like triggered over tiny things and then having huge trauma responses or trigger responses mm-hmm. and that's the thing that's really important with breakups is that if you keep if you're doing things like drinking like partying like dating too quickly date swiping on dating apps trying to find something that will numb that feeling and suppress that feeling you're not processing the feelings and they're just getting like i'd like to visualize i'm very visual and use lots of metaphors but it's like every emotion is like a thick layer of tar seal like you put on the roads mm, all those heavy sticky. emotions exactly yeah. they're sticky they're mm. heavy they're ugly they're yucky and if you just keep layering all that sadness and heartbreak maybe sometimes there's guilt there's shame anger anger rage yeah all of that all of those whys or what ifs if you just keep denying those denying those suppressing them ignoring them numbing them avoiding them it's going to fill you to full capacity of ugly painful heavy emotions and they are either going to burst out of you at an inconvenient time and make following relationships really difficult or you're going to begin to disconnect from your body disassociate from yourself disconnect from yourself and that takes you down a whole other path of avoidance again which will also lend you into a very unhealthy relationship dynamic because as humans yes it's a nice idea to go i'm just going to focus on me i'm just going to do me i'm going to be independent but like as humans we're creatures of connection we need connection and belonging to thrive so you're always going to end up in relationships down the track you can't be alone forever and you just carry that and you carry all that shit i really liked what you said there about not being a bottomless pit like your body is not capable of holding one million emotions that you have refused to feel. It's not capable of holding that much pain. And do do you think that the reason why people struggle so much with breakups is because it is such a physical sensation of pain, which is in our normal lives, we know, like 
our society has taught us to reject them, to push them aside. Like when you feel sad, and also even anger. Like anger is such a great emotion because our society tells us, especially as women, yes. anger is bad. Anger is ugly. How anger dare you be angry over how something? How dare you be angry over something? And so think about that, that you are taught through repeated experiences, shove my anger down. Don't be angry. This is bad. You have no experience dealing with that anger, which is a very physical sensation. You have no information that I'm allowed to be angry. I'm safe to feel and to process these, this anger. Like your feelings are made to be felt. Emotions are energy and expression moving through the body. And what blew my fucking mind was there's multiple different pieces of research here, but an emotion takes something anywhere between 30 seconds to seven minutes to actually process in the body. And like seven minutes is like the, the hectic, you know, real, but we drag them out. We drag out the yes. breakups. Like, drag out the pain yeah. through the avoidance. If the, like, again, the that wrong way to yeah. do it is the avoidance of the pain because, mm. yes, and the, it's that short-term gain, long-term fuck up, <laughs> yeah. for want of a better term. And that's what you brought in perfectly was when it comes to your future relationships, if you haven't, like, I hands down have experienced So That's why the rebound idea is so funny, right? Because... That almost says you need a rebound to get over your ex to deal with the stuff that was there with someone that you don't really see a future with, and then you can go when really, and we'll move into the right way to do a breakup. Um, I mean, there's no right and wrong, but we're going to call it that just for shits and giggles. The right way to do a breakup is to get yourself in a safe space where you can feel those emotions, and it's not going to be like you're not not everybody's going to have that all the time, right? Like absolutely. Yeah. And I think with that idea, you know, there isn't in theory no, there's no right or wrong way to do a breakup yes there are, yeah. there are like oh, it hurts me to say that like there are definitely ways that are unsupportive and more supportive and i really like think when like, i was going through a breakup i was like doing things i'm like what is going to help my future self the Ooh, most yes like sometimes decisions yes, i need her. to do a quick like when when i went through my breakup i absolutely i lounged around the house for like two yeah. weeks yeah i dream best friend yeah, yeah but i was also in the process of feeling those emotions mm. i was in the sadness i was mm. with my best friends i was yeah chocolate ice cream chick flicks yeah love islands like yeah. i was in that grief stage because you're allowed to wallow like i remember watching gilmore girls and there's this episode where rory breaks up with someone and and her mom's like you need to wallow like yes, you just need it's to part of the grief yeah. process it's part of feeling your feelings is the wallowing and it's kind of uncomfortable and it sucks and it's awful but it is a part of the process and i think in relation to a breakup that wallowing part at the beginning is very much important because it's the piece where you're coming to terms with with what has happened Mm. you're coming to terms with losing an important person in your life and losing the future losing that future future. Mm -hmm. what will your future look like now and and again why people go into unhealthy patterns of drinking partying drugs sex rebounds because the idea of not knowing what, like your future changing and that future it's almost like it's someone's scary. just turning the lights yeah. out on a room mm-hmm. that you just knew was always you're like that was where i'm going and then yeah. someone's just gone no you're not i'm anymore. envisioning like you know when they're building like a bridge or a highway and they only have half of it done and then the yes. road disappears and you're like what the fuck like and you're like on going? this edge yeah. going 
I've got to turn around and go back and take a different route. And that's really scary. Because you don't want to go back, right? You want to move forward. You always want to be moving forward. And it's, you know, alcohol or partying and going out is the quick way to like just stay. But the thing is, though, you're not actually moving anywhere. That bridge analogy is fantastic. Mm. I'm going to roll with it. Because if you're stood on the edge of that bridge. You're having a party on the edge of the bridge. You're having a party on the edge of the bridge. (laughs) You're trying to pretend I'm not on the edge of a bridge. I'm not on the edge of a bridge. I don't know. You know, there is no future in anywhere. And that's the thing. That's why that wallowing piece is so important Mm. because it's actually you beginning to walk backwards. Yes. Beginning to to walk back through through that of going, I'm sad Mm. that that future is gone. I'm sad that this chapter is closing. Mm. I'm sad that I'm losing this person. Mm. I'm angry about stuff. I'm like the the anger that comes for someone if you were broken up with maybe if you broke up with the other person or particularly if someone broke up with you is like you're angry that they took that future away from you that yeah. they destroyed they, they made they the cut decision. the bridge yep. they made the decision they took that away from you and there's all these emotions that you have to wallow in it for a little bit for them to come up mm. because you can't go straight out of the breakup and go, right, I'm going to process my emotions if you don't know what the emotions are. Yeah, so true. So what I'm hearing and what we're, we're developing a wee list here, but the right way to do a breakup checklist, wallow, wallow, step wallow. one, get in yourself in a space where you can wallow, get in, in a space, safe space with what you said before, safe yeah. space and whatever that looks like for you. Some people it might be by themselves. And some people for it me it was people. Exactly. Yeah. For me it was being with my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, being with the people that I could trust, that I could cry around, that I knew wouldn't judge me if I wanted to have a full rant or if I was trying to like, I'm a very, when I talk, I'm processing. Mm, That's why coaching and therapy has always worked great for me because I'm processing as I'm talking. And to be around people that you can do that with as you're processing this huge life event, this huge crumbling, this huge change, to be around people that you can communicate that with rather than feeling like you're going through it alone. Yes. Because I feel like, for a lot of people coming back to that need for connection and so we isolate yeah, when we're in pain, isolating we isolate. is yep. the temptation possibly because i think and this is something i've really been looking into and working through with some clients is we i think the common thing for parents of our generation we're about the same age our parents mm-hmm. are about the same age um would be go to your room <laughs> you're having attention go to your room go to go time out away, yeah. go away stop being so dramatic and i think that's stop making idea. a big deal out of nothing we were yeah. never taught how to soothe on our mm. own we were never taught how to soothe on our own and we were then also taught that bad emotions we are only to allowed to deal with on our own yeah we were not given the support yep. or the encouragement which is fucked because what we know now is that children do not have the ability to soothe and regulate themselves when they're experiencing And so you emotion. make up your own shit to do. You make up your own way and to cope. cope. Yeah, in whatever way possible. Coping mechanisms mm. that are often unhealthy. Yes. Such as avoidance. Can we see like the mirror here between say in childhood when you felt an uncomfortable because a breakup is an uncomfortable emotion oh my god it's a whole whirlwind of uncomfortable emotions and as a kid when you felt an uncomfortable emotion if you grew up in a household where you were told go to your room or you're bad for throwing a tantrum and you got you lost connection you lost that literally that safety and support that line of you're going to help me calm down again because as a kid remember you can't do it you cannot you rely on your parents and caregivers to literally regulate your nervous system based on theirs if you're sent away when you're in that spot 
as a kid, you're going to have to find a coping mechanism within yourself to regulate your nervous system or your body's going to tell you that you're going to die. And this is where we see kids like going hectic, doing crazy things like, you know, hitting other kids or where we see them, you know, getting really, I got really obsessed with reading, right? Reading was like in fantasy land, imaginary friends, like going into that space where I don't have the connection I need right now outside of me. So I have to find a coping mechanism to distract myself to feel safe again. And we see that mimicked as adults with the drinking, with the drugs, with the Netflix, with the partying, with the sex, with the rebounds, with whatever it might be to distract yourself from that pain. So it's it's the point that we're getting to here curiously is ask yourself, what was your childhood like around feeling and expressing an uncomfortable emotion? What what did your parents and caregivers, how did they treat you? You know, did they demonize those emotions? Did they make you feel bad? Did they send you to be alone? And notice how you probably tend to do that, right? Like if you were sent to your room all the time when you were angry, then when you're angry, you're going to feel shame and you're going to try and isolate yourself, right? When anger is one of the healthiest emotions there is and anger can lead to fucking freedom on so many levels, you know? Anger is such a heavy emotion. Mm. Going back to that metaphor of the layers of tar of emotion, anger is such a, like, it's like layer because it's heavy and you think about when you feel angry it's a heavy emotion that you are feeling in your body that's the the way that we describe it too like exactly it's like fire in my belly my hands were burning my blood was boiling there's all these like visuals that we use to describe anger yet we don't actually do anything about Mm, it and that's why the somatic work which you don't know Somatic means in the body. And in terms of feeling your feelings, somatic work is the best thing you could possibly do because life-changing and life-changing in the processing phase of dealing with a breakup. And when I said to you before that emotions can be processed within like 30 seconds to seven minutes, the way that I'm talking about processing that is somatically, which just means locating the feeling in your body, letting that feeling move through you like a wave, allowing it to be whatever it needs to be. Perhaps you start moving, like when you're angry, right? The way that I recommend clients and myself, how I healthily process my anger is through anger release exercises. Because anger is physical, right? Along with so many others, but we aren't taught how to healthily feel those, how to express them, how to allow our feelings to move through us. So Coming back to our topic of the right way to do a breakup, one, we have wallow, right? And that is to get you through to that stage of feeling your feelings, allowing them to move through you, and also like identifying them cognitively, identifying them like within your own brain going, oh, I'm feeling upset. And that's that mind-body connection piece. You're identifying the sensations in your body. And there are so many, and I'm not sure if you ever read that book by, um, oh my gosh, the woman who wrote... um, daring greatly oh Brene Brown yes Brene Brown and her most recent book um, Atlas of the Heart Mm -hmm. is all about the different emotions Mm -hmm. Um, and she did studies around it and most people could only name three emotions happy sad angry wow her book is filled with I think 50 different emotions there is a learn, you have to learn the emotions yeah. cognitively like you say and, and what they feel like what they feel yep. like mm-hmm. so that you can piece that together and that's that piece that we're talking about through the wallowing mm-hmm. is realizing what you're actually feeling like make it make then, sense yes yep. make it make, make sense. it make sense so that you can go oh rather than making up a story so what we're talking about when, when we say making up stories what we mean is you don't, like, let's say somebody breaks up with you and they just disappear, they ghost out of the blue, you have no information, right? In your head, because you don't have that information, you could make up a story saying they left me because they hate me, you know, or I wasn't enough for them. When really, 
what might have been going on, but they just didn't communicate was, you know, I, you know, someone died and I had this awakening or this happened or I just lost my job and I feel shame. Like you have no idea what's going on. You're making up a story. And so with our emotions and feelings, if we don't have, if we don't know, like the definition, if we don't know what that feels like, we'll make up a story. And that really was the whole basis of Brene Brown's work around this was people need the vocabulary and they need to understand Mm. what it feels like in order to actually even begin to process it. And something that I like, a lot of emotions coming back to that childhood thing again, if you're not given permission to express and feel in your childhood by your parents in that safe space, we develop shame around these emotions or we just don't even understand what they are. Like grief is an emotion. Mm-hmm. But it's one that's rarely talked about because obviously to feel grief, something really well, awful has yeah. happened. So it's taboo and people don't want to touch that little sore spot. And so grief is obviously one of the biggest emotions you feel through a breakup. You know, grief for losing that person, grief for losing that future, grief for the part of yourself that you were in that relationship. And so that's a huge emotion that you have to learn to identify what grief feels like. And that idea that emotions are full body sensations emotion is literally energy in motion (laughs) which if you're in this kind of work or you're going down this path of emotional healing you've probably heard that before but that's that thing emotions are just energy in motion Mm -hmm. and we have to give do the processes to help them move and give them that motion Mm -hmm. and that's what you're talking about the somatic work the emotional processing work mm. to allow the emotions to move through you and then be released yes and one rather than things. stuck and yes. buried and wired up yep. and, and exploding tar. out of you at completely irrelevant annoying times yes we've all cried at an inappropriate place haven't we yeah um or like you'll be what like one of my ones is like when you watch you're watching like a funny show or something and then something reminds you or triggers you of something they did and you just burst into tears and you're like this is meant to be funny like what is going on here you know yeah Um, But one of my favorite tools that I love to use with my clients around feeling feelings and just something we can pop in the show notes here along with, you know, step four, read that book, Atlas of the Heart, um, uh, is the feelings and emotions wheel. Have you seen those? Yes, I give that to clients that come to me that are at a state of disconnection with their emotions. Um, And I literally give them the feelings wheel. And when we're doing stuff, I'm like, I want you to look at that feelings wheel and I want you to tell me what you're feeling. Mm, And And it's a great thing to do for yourself as well. When you don't know how I do it for myself sometimes when I'm like, I'm feeling something, but I don't really know what it is. (laughs) Pull out the feelings wheel Mm. and just go around and be like, what am I feeling? What I like about the wheel. Yes. And what I like about the wheel though, is it starts out, because remember how you said that people only know three emotions? It starts out small. Yeah, with those core emotions, you know, happy, sad, angry, mad, whatever it is. And it expands within those categories. So if you're like, oh, it feels a little bit like this, but it's not quite like that, that wheel, which we'll link um, a copy to in the show notes, or even if you just Google emotion wheel or yeah, feelings, feelings wheel, wheel. Um, it will give you that language. And with that language is that start of that processing of making sense of understanding what you're feeling and when you understand what you're feeling it feels so much better right it's like you go, a relief. Oh, it makes sense and it's that why that happens is because you validate yourself and your experiences and you and I both it's why do. you're probably listening to this prog- podcast right now want, if you're yeah. going through a breakup going I'm, and we're probably hopefully, hopefully validate you validating yeah. your emotions yeah Validate your emotions. So that brings us to another really healthy step there. When you identify what it is that you're feeling, validate the emotions in your experiences. Tell yourself that I'm allowed to feel this way. It makes sense that I feel this way and it's okay to feel this way. 
And it's okay too if what you're feeling through this breakup is different to what your best friend felt through their breakup or, or yeah. through a breakup that you've had in the past. <laughs> Do you know when you look at, like, you see, you, you know, let's say you're two friends and you both end up going through a breakup at the same time and you're watching them and they're like, you know, fucking moving on so quickly and they're like, you know, moving through. Even we were talking literally just before, Kendall's come to stay for the weekend, which has been very lovely, but we were literally speaking just before and Kendall was sharing that she's starting, you know, to go down some interesting like roads and things again and we were talking about the length of time between when you like stop you know when you don't have sex with people when you don't see people and for me I've gone multiple times in my life where I've not slept with anyone or seen anyone for a year like that's a really like I've done that probably three times in my life now and for me it felt I felt sometimes I felt a lot of shame that I was so different when other people moved on so quickly and me and Kendall having this great conversation about how we both do that differently mm. but not none of our ways are wrong right none of our ways are right none of our ways are better or worse than the other it's simply our process and what we're comfortable with and I think that leads to sort of step four or five <laughs> which one we're up yeah. to step 100 of how to do the breakup the right way and is take space mm. take space for yourself Take Would space. you say that it's in your best interest to take a break from dating and seeing people? Let's let's ask that hard question. I would say yes. I, I would agree. say yes. Because you need a chance to get to know yourself again. As a outside, as a, outside of, of that relationship. As a particularly human. if you've come from a long-term relationship mm. of like, you know, a year, a couple of years, 10 years. You're a completely different person outside of that relationship so you need to reconnect with rediscover even who you are now that that future has changed yes who you are now that you've walked backwards from that bridge and you are taking a new path you have to find who that is because and this leads into the second part you know about the dating side of things because if you don't take that time to figure out who you are chances are very very likely that you are going to skip back into another relationship and the bad patterns from the, your previous <laughs> ones are going to show up all over again and you're going to be like why am i repeating these patterns why am i attracting this toxic why am person I always again? doing the same piece because in that taking space period and i want to make it really clear here there is no hard and fast rule mm. of how much space yeah. to take and i wanted to give you guys that example for me like a year a year for me really it was good. three months yeah. yeah and that felt really good for me mm. And there's also that thing, too, I remember talking to my friend about it being like, I feel like I'm kind of ready to start dipping my toes back into dating again. But what if it, what if I do and it goes wrong? And she's like, you don't have, you can dip your toes in and then pull them out again. Yeah. It's not sort of like, right, I've, had three, fast, yeah, yes. it's not, yep. I've, had, I've done three months of being by myself mm-hmm. and now I'm going to get back on Tinder and I'm going to date again. I love that. You and don't that's have this, to. No, and this is this idea of leading your own life and your own experience, but also not living from a place of fear and knowing that, no matter what the fuck happens, if you go out and you start dating and you fucking hate it and you're like, this is a disaster, you can go, oh, cool. Well, I need more space. Yeah, I need, I need more some space. more me time. Yeah. And it is in that, that space, that me time window that you are able to, because, you know, you've done the wallowing, you've done the identifying, you've done the emotional processing and hopefully the release, a lot of release from that. You've now got to this point where you can be more um, objective mm-hmm. of the relationship you can start to see the faults. You can start yeah. to see the cracks. You can start to see where it went you wrong. take off those rose-tinted glasses. Yes. Yeah. And yes. also... And the red flags yes. start showing up and you're like, why did I not why see those see before? That? But you can also start to then, which I think is a huge, uncomfortable and important part of the journey, is recognising where you showed up in a way that you didn't want to. Yes. Recognising your own red flags. Yes. Because, I'm sorry, we all have them. I fucking have them. Because we and, all have past traumatic yeah. experiences. We all have bag- 
baggage from childhood, from past relationships, from past experiences that we love to just bring along with us. And yes, the healing work helps to lessen that load, but we're all going to have stuff taking along with us. And if you don't take that space to be objective on the relationship and be honest with yourself about your own red yes, flags, yeah. what are, you know, what And what you might need to heal, right? Yes. Like in order we, to be a better you. Yeah, and we we both resonate very deeply with having daddy issues. Woo! <laughs> hashtag daddy part issues. Of the team. Um, and I think recognizing how your own stuff is playing out in your relationships and the dynamics and the patterns is such important work when it comes to then going and deciding because it's a real important that you make a decision rather than just falling but being like I want to call in a partner that is XYZ and I am working to show up as the version of myself that is worthy of that partner that will attract in that partner you know so it is a whole like we both so resonate with the fact that a breakup is an invitation to do all this work on yourself oh my god yes you know I remember the breakup that I went through about six months ago it was so dramatic it could have been a movie I was like driving away from where we were living and it was it was nighttime and it was rainy and we lived kind of rurally so it was just my headlights on the road and I was like universe if this is what's meant to be part of my journey I'm here for it <laughs> and I just knew that the breakup was going to be a huge pivotal moment in my life if I chose to feel it all if I chose to feel it all and I made damn. that decision right there to be like I am going to feel it all I'm yeah. going to do the fucking work and I am going to sit in the shit and it's going to suck but it's going to be it's going to give me a much better experience for whatever is on the other side of this I love that and that's where that. the real deep work comes into in that time of space before you're going out dating being honest with yourself noticing those patterns like daddy issues <laughs> like the things that come from your past that you're bringing into your relationship people pleasing the, the pe- like, yes dulling your voice not saying what you want to say like refusing to speak up you know that real anxiety yeah. relationship how you deal yeah. in conflict oh, how right. you communicate mm. these are all mm. things that we have picked up from our childhood and past yeah. experiences and this is where the trauma work fucking yeah. helps the deep healing in this moment will change your life and that is if why you that, let it if yeah do let it if you choose to accept the challenge yes because mm. it is a challenge it is hard doing that trauma work doing the shadow work going into the uncomfortable parts of your past and yourself that you have pushed to the side and denied for so long you've done that for a reason because it's confronting as fuck yeah totally but that right there going into those spaces and it's like again it's, it's so weird to talk about that i'm like this is what i live for <laughs> this is what i live for those but it's like gritty your, spaces your because, night of the soul. Yeah. because it is literally the dark night of the soul mm. where your entire world will change from this your entire life will change from this if you let it if you let it if you if you choose to step in and remember there is no right or wrong. There is not, absolutely, not all of my breakups have led to great transformation, you know, because I've not been ready to explore what's going on in front yeah. of me. And there is no shame in that, you know? Like, you are the leader We're of all your learning. own life. We're all learning. And next time, you will fucking do it differently, yeah. right? And it's so important. So to recap this, because it's been fucking electric, is take space, wallow, feel your feelings, learn to use things like the feelings wheel to process and identify what it is that you're feeling. Use somatic work to feel them in your body. And I will link a bunch of resources, including some somatic practices to introduce you to this type of work. And you both, you both, you all, hopefully there's not just two of you listening, <laughs> um, you all can follow Kendall and myself because we each specialize in this work in slightly different ways. And it's pretty cool to see some of the things that Kendall is sharing and the magic that she brings to the world and talk just 
even talking about this topic of breakups because it's such a taboo, shameful topic, especially when you get fucking dumped, when you get, oh, you know, like when you I've get... I've never been dumped before. <laughs> I've never been broken. Actually, I hate the word dumped. It's yeah. Because it's so it's heavy, so it's so ugly. It's so yuck. Ugly. Oh, my God. That, yeah. When the really... only time I've been broken up with, and it was the worst feeling ever, and mm. I felt so much shame even just telling people that he'd broken up yes. with me. Yes. And I remember that, yeah, remember that question that you asked, like, whenever you hear about a friend couple that's broken up, you instantly go... Did she break up with him or did he break up with her? Because it completely changes the dynamic of how you treat Mm. that situation, right? Who broke up with who? And then instantly, right? Like, imagine, because if some, like, if you said to me, oh my God, he dumped me, I'd be like, oh, what a dick, you know? (laughs) Or if I'd said, I broke up with him and you're like, like, yeah, go girl, yes, do it, yes, queen. Like, (laughs) it completely changes it. Yeah. Um, But I think it also changes the way that we think of ourselves too and I want to put in a note here since we're jamming on podcasts uh, on, on podcasts <laughs> we're jamming on breakups is that I think a lot of this really applies or we think that all of this grief and the heaviness of a, of a breakup applies only to people who have been broken up with mm. but it absolutely applies to people who were the ones the breaking up breaker upper breaker upper oh my god because yeah. you feel and I have been the person to break up in relationships and it was something me and my best friend were talking about because she's always been the one to be the breaker upper and she's like I've always felt all this guilt she's like I wasn't allowed to feel all the feelings and you do you feel like because you were the one that made the choice to end the relationship that you aren't allowed to feel the grief that you aren't allowed to stand at the edge of that bridge and go wow it's really sad that that future's gone away Mm. because you chose it to so you should be okay with it no but you still have to go through the exact process that we spoke about you Mm. still have to go through it might and and, and, in some cases if um, particularly for women, I feel like we're out of the relationship before we've ended it. So we've already started <laughs> yes. the process. We've already started the breakup process, yeah. the wallowing, the the yeah. processing coming of emotion, coming to it. terms yeah. with it. We're like halfway down the bridge yeah. by the time we actually call it. <laughs> whereas boys are like, oh shit, yeah. like generalizations, yes. obviously. And but you are absolutely still allowed to feel sad. You have, mm. still need to go through this process. You still need to take the space. You need to do the emotional processing, the somatic work, because. It will still bring up things for you. Mm. You're still losing a person that you cared very deeply for, that you loved a lot, that you were potentially planning a future with. And for whatever reason, you've made the decision to walk away. That's a fucking brave thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. And so you have to also give yourself the compassion to feel that breakup journey as well. It might be shorter because you're like already out of it. But there's also the the steps still apply. The guilt, yeah, as well. Guilt. And like the, 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 decision that you make on behalf of the other person you know as well almost too there's such the a guilt of feeling point. like you're burdening the other person with the horrible feelings yeah and i mean not all people feel this yeah i'm a very well. <laughs> empathetic and like overthinking sort of sensitive person yeah. and so i did when i broke up with someone for the first time i felt incredibly guilty because i'm like i know that this pain that i'm giving you mm. i'm so sorry yeah but here's what I need, right? Here's yeah. what I need. It's about putting yourself first. Yeah. And that really, and that I think summarizes the whole breakup process. Put yourself first. Put yourself first. Put yourself first. Oh God, let's fucking end it there. That was perfect. And what we'll do is stay tuned for part two, which will be dating again with an anxious attachment style. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Kendall, thank you so much. Where can people find you and connect with you and all your goodness? Oh, thank you so much. This has been so good. I'm like, I'm, I'm hot. I'm sweaty. Yeah. I'm sweaty. <laughs> I'm hot I'm because it's just like in my zone. My fire. Yeah. Literally, I've been spitting fire. It makes me sound like I've been rapping. <laughs> spitting some fire rhymes. Um, you can find me on Instagram is the best way to find me, just at Kendall Brown Coaching. Kendall like Kendall Two Jenner. Two L's. Yeah. yeah, Kendall like Kendall Jenner, which is yeah. what I always say, even though I'm not a Kardashians fan. So Kendall Brown Coaching. I'm on Instagram is the best way to find me um, and reach out to me if you want any support beautiful and stay tuned for part two yes